0: Secondly, we have to understand the dominance of selfishness, the dominance of selfishness, the fascination with living for pleasure Uh, and and the dominance of selfishness. Has there ever been a society as self-centered as this? Has there ever been a society this egotistical, this consumed with its own agenda? Pride and self is elevated and exalted, has been for years and years and years. Psychologists have created this thing called self-esteem. That is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. You're far less important than you think you are, and so am I. So are all of us. You're not better than you think you are, you're worse than you think you are. You are far worse than you think you are, and so am I. In God's eyes, you are inconceivably sinful. In your own eyes, you're something wonderful. Has there ever been such an egotistical culture? You know, I look back at some markers. I remember watching a football game on television many years ago, and I saw the first time a football was spiked in the end zone. Look at me. That was never done. I played football in high school and college. When I went into the end zone to score a touchdown, I dropped the football and went back and thanked my teammates. Then it became, look at me, draw attention to me. I remember when Muhammad Ali said, I am the greatest. He didn't leave a legacy of boxing in the world. He left the legacy of ego in the world. That's like a byword for the culture, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, what, why? He took a whole generation and moved them into the psychology of self-esteem. God hates pride, He hates haughty eyes, it destroys love, it destroys relationships, all of them. What is the killer of all relationships? Pride. Pride kills all relationships it kills care it kills sacrifice it kills kindness it kills the supreme virtue of all virtues humility only humble people love that's why proverbs 8:13 says pride and arrogance i hate says the lord proverbs 11:2 says when pride comes then comes dishonor it does the opposite you notice that when pride comes then comes dishonor pride doesn't honor you it dishonors you Proverbs 13.10 says, through pride comes strife, because it destroys relationships. Proverbs 16.18, pride goes before destruction. Proverbs 29.23, a man's pride shall bring him low. And then it says, honor belongs to the humble. James and Peter both said in the New Testament, God exalts the humble and abases the humble the proud. Only humble people love. Only humble people build meaningful relationships. We have a a total society consumed with people chasing their own personal exaltation and elevation.
1: to our daily devotional podcast here on training for impact. I am glad that you are here. If it's your first time joining us, you are welcome. We have so many series on practical godliness, and how to make us a better man. We have series on love, series on health, series on doctrines, and I believe that if you just scroll a little bit down, you will find something that speaks to your situation. And even now, we are on day three, episode three, on the new series titled The Goats. And I pray that it's going to be a blessing to you, even as you listen, as you pray about it, and as you share amongst your family and friends. Philippians chapter two, verse five to eight. Philippians chapter two, verses five to eight says, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Verse 9 to 11 says, Because of that obedience, God lifted him and honored him far beyond anyone or anything, even so that all things created in heaven and on earth even those long ago dead and buried will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. Think about the goat the G-O-A-T the greatest of all time, Jesus the crucified. The Bible says that when Jesus let down his glory and his equal status with God, God exalted him even higher beyond anyone or anything created in heaven or on earth. When we think of the greatest, we think of being above average. We think of eminence. We think of power, of skill, of wealth, of fame, we think of transcendence. We think of accomplishments. The likes of Alexander the Great and his victories. Messi and, and his Ballon d'Ors. Ali and his belt. Edison and his invention. Jay-Z and his, and his tracks. We, we think of these things. We think of Bolt and his medals. Yet for Jesus, being the greatest meant putting others first. Being the greatest meant putting his life on the line so that others may live. To, to the Jesus Christ, being the greatest meant being the best in serving others. <laughs> that's, that's not what the world... The, those of the world will not agree to this, but to, to Jesus, that's what true greatness meant. In, in, to Jesus, greatness was meeting the needs of those around him. That, that's greatness friends and the camera doesn't have to be there to Jesus Jesus to Jesus greatness means loving the unlovable to Jesus in fact he was called the friend of sinners that's that's what greatness meant it, it wasn't to Jesus greatness was not sitting in this in the seat of 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 the high and the mighty to Jesus greatness was was a little child a little baby in his lap the Jesus' greatness was, was a woman putting her hands, oh, anointing his feet. A dirty woman according to the word standard. That's, that's what greatness means. That's exactly what Jesus calls us to do. Not self-accomplishment, not to conquer the world, not, not to make a scientific discovery, not, not to amount a significant wealth, power, or, or fame, but to serve. Why all of these things are noble? Why, yes, we must, if we can, conquer uh, our world, we, we, we can make some scientific discovery, and, and money is good, and, and some nobility is good. But they may be noble, but the surest path to greatness, according to Jesus Christ, is selfless servitude. The surest path to greatness, according to Jesus, is selfless servitude. Thank you for listening. This is the end of today's uh, episode. We're going to continue the discussion tomorrow. I want to encourage you once again to subscribe and to share this with your friends, share it with your family, that they may also be blessed as you are.